You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. What's up, guys? Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The Benchcast, the number one podcast if you want to increase your bench press. Today, I want to have a discussion on programming. I want to discuss three things that are key to a good program. And I'd like to hear your opinion after the podcast. Email me or message me on Instagram what you think is important in regards to programming. So I'm going to start this off by saying this is an obvious one. There needs to be progression. Regardless of what type of structure or programming you are running, whether it's conjugate, whether it's a linear periodization or some block periodization, even daily undulating periodization, no matter the case of how you structure those different waves, there needs to be a progression. All right, even in terms of, of conjugate programming, you know. A lot of times, it just seems like exercises get thrown out there until they stick. You just throw a bunch of max effort work out there. But there needs to be some sort of progression with anything. My progression with conjugate style programming, for example, would be I would do a little bit more rep work earlier on post-meet. You know, have more of a hypertrophic response, build in size. Um, And then there'd be more variation. So higher rep, more variation, and then as time went on, there would be more singles, less variation, more competition work, or closer to it. So uh, there's always some form of progression. Even when you look at accessories, maybe more accessories, higher rep work early on, and then you get into some lower rep, um, not as many uh, accessories, less volume of accessories later on. So whether you're doing, again, a linear periodization, which pretty obvious to see that progression. Um, you're going from higher rep work to lower rep work with less volume. Um, there needs to be some form of progression at the end of the day. So whatever programming you are running or if you're doing your own programming, there needs to be a logical sense of when are you planning to compete? When are you planning to max out if you're not competing? What does that time frame look like? And then you need to adjust the training. You kind of need a plan out or have some type of a, a plan for that entire period of time. So, for example, with my athletes, I'm going to have them do a 16-week training cycle typically. Okay, and if they don't have a meet, then we are going to end up um, just maxing out. But... They'll let me know when they're planning to compete, and I will adjust training appropriately. So there's always a timeline. So progression is really tied in with having some sort of a timeline, which it's always important to understand, you know, in your total year, uh, when are you looking at competing, um, when do you want to test lifts, you know, all of that. It's important to have that all planned out previously. All right, so that's probably the biggest one. You know, I think everyone would agree. Obviously, any good program needs to have some sort of progression. How things progress, 
that is going to look probably a little bit different in the timing of them. Some uh, programs are going to progress over a block. Um, some, like linear, are just going to progress over a timeline. So it really depends. But they all have progression. The other thing that makes a good program, recovery. Obviously, you need to be well recovered. Uh, strength, you know, you're not building strength in the gym. You're just build, you know, you're breaking yourself down. Technically, you're building that strength and, and reconstructing muscle uh, from your recovery. All right. So, if you're constantly in the gym doing too much, too much, then you can recover from. That's going to hinder you. And if you never have that recovery time, you're never going to make those gains. So there's a fine line about doing enough and doing too much. And a good program, and this is where having coaching really takes things to the next level, uh, you need to know when to adjust. So if you run a structured program, maybe you get lucky and it just kind of fits out perfect for you. Um, in terms of it allows a sufficient amount of recovery but also pushes you enough. Um, but having that subjective third eye, having a coach in your corner, that's going to just be auto-regulated for you. Um, they're going to, by your feedback, understand we need to peel some stuff back or we need to put some stuff in. So that's obviously a huge benefit of having a coach um, is that you're able to make those adjustments, which is always key. You know, as a program made, just a structured program thrown out there to the masses uh, might be great for someone, might not be great for another. So it really all depends. Um, but again, recovery going to be one of those huge pillars of a good program. Is there sufficient enough recovery? And, you know, this if you're looking at programs across the board, what might be good for one person might not be good for the other. So. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, it really depends on where that program is meeting you in terms of your level. But uh, from a coach's perspective, from my perspective, uh, a good program that I create for an athlete always has recovery in mind. Are they going to be able to recover and grow from the work that we're doing? All right. So, so far I have progression and recovery. Are we progressively increasing weights, getting better in, in, in some capacity? Are we accumulating volume? Um, and are we able to recover from all the work that we're doing? Two huge things when it comes to creating a good program. The other thing that if you ask multiple people, I don't know if they'll have this on their list because it's not really something that you typically think of. You know, I think we hit on one of the two biggest things, some sort of progression of recovery. But this last piece here, I feel can be equally as important and something that I value a lot in my program for my athletes. And that is variability. All right. And why this is such an important thing, variability. Well, let's first define what variability is. It's, it's really being able to, uh, it's having different things in there so that the training doesn't feel stale. Now, that's not always what people need. Sometimes you just need that structure. You need to stick the competition lifts, and that's one thing. But variability keeps training fresh, keeps training fun. And that's something that is a huge value because you as an athlete going through a program, you have to be behind what you're doing. You have to enjoy what you're doing. 
you know, sure, there's going to be days where you have to push yourself in the gym, and it's not quite for the enjoyment. It's just getting it done because we know that payoff's going to be on the platform. But you need to enjoy training, especially in the long term, especially in the long run. Uh, you need to have fun doing what you're doing. It's it's a key thing. You know, you're not going to push yourself doing something you don't believe in, doing something that's not fun to you. You know, that's that's pretty insane to me, you know, to, to constantly put yourself through that, and you're going to be burnt out. So what I like to do with my athletes is I like to make sure there's some variability to a degree. You know, obviously I'm going to program what I think they need in order to get better. That's first and foremost, but I will change up sometimes the programming structure. Especially if the last training cycle didn't work out quite how we wanted. We're going to make some changes. I'm going to, on weekly check-ins, I ask them, any new pieces of equipment that you got in the gym? Are there any exercises on your end that you think might benefit you? You know, obviously I can choose to put those in or not based on if I think they'll help. But I like to have that feedback from the athlete. I want to hear from the athlete, what do you want to try doing? And then if it makes sense then we can work that in some capacity. But at the end of the day, I want training to be fun. If you, as an athlete, find this new exercise that looks really awesome or this new kind of approach to training that looks really awesome, you want to try it out. If I, the coach, keep denying you that, you're going to build a resentment towards me and um, you will burn yourself out doing the same thing over and over. So... There's a fine line between doing what is smart and appropriate and then also having that variability in place in which we can maneuver some things around if it makes sense and to have more fun with training. You know, if someone wants to work with an earthquake bar and then I find a spot we can work that in and training well, I'm going to do it. Um, it keeps training fun. Someone's going to probably get a better session out of doing something that they really are behind and enjoy than just going through the normal gamut and getting training done it's really about the intent of this session and when you are jazzed up about what you're doing for the day and you're behind it then you are going to get a good training effect sometimes when you just go through the motions half-heartedly you're not going to get a good training effect so it's about i as a coach i'm trying to get into a lifter's head and continually try to make training fun for them and um, create something they can get behind. And then when in case we do have to just do stuff, have that understanding of why we're doing what we're doing. All right. So that's a huge one. I don't think people really keep that in mind that you want some variability. You know, you want to be able to play with different exercises, different structures, find stuff that works. And I mean that we should always constantly be tinkering things to an athlete. You know, so we always try to find different adjustments here and there. Um, I find that to be a really important thing. And to have that feedback and then be receptive of that feedback as a coach is, is really critical as well. So there you have it. Uh, there's three big pillars of what makes a good program, in my opinion. And sure, we could definitely think of others. And again, I'd love to hear from you guys listening. What do you think makes a good program? Um, email me, CoachBen at BigBenches.com. Shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'd love to hear from you, especially if there's something big that I left out. 
Um, and obviously we could get really deep into the discussion, but I wanted to really key in on these three things. We need some sort of progression. That's pretty obvious. We need to make sure recovery is there. A little less obvious because a lot of programs out there are just trying to kill you. <laughs> and that will get you stronger, but only for a period of time. All right, You need to be able to recover in the long run. And then that last one that I don't think gets looked at often is that variability factor. You know, keeping training fresh, keeping training fun, making it something that you can get behind and continue to put effort forth. Um, that's a really important thing. So there you have it, guys. A little discussion on programming. This was a fun one for me. I enjoyed talking about this, and um, I'd love to hear from you guys. So. I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you could do me a huge favor, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy our content, uh, please share with a friend. Uh, just let them know, hey, awesome bench podcast. Check it out, the bench cast, Coach Ben laying it down. All right, I really appreciate that, guys. Um, so thank you for listening. Now we'll talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.